0: Hi, this is Guido Kuas from Passion for God Ministries. And in this week's podcast, I want you to listen to a recording I did earlier with some friends uh, over Zoom where I shared some thoughts on how to embrace the walk uh, that God has destined us to walk on. And um, sometimes the walk is not easy. And sometimes you wonder why, why do I have to go this way? Why did these things happen to me? Why do I have to fight so hard? Why do I have to struggle sometimes? And this uh, talk that, that I had with uh, some people on Zoom is lifted from the video recording. And so the audio may be slightly inferior to what you usually used to because it's over Zoom, but it's still perfectly understandable and i want to apologize for that but i thought that recording was worth sharing with you and i do hope that you will pick out some useful um revelations useful pearls of wisdom out of it that you can incorporate in your own life and i want you to listen carefully and i want you to ask the holy spirit to speak to you it's one of those important things that um, we all need to learn is how to um, not fight against God, how not to work uh, against what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in our lives. Sometimes things that seem bad are actually for our good. It's like what we tell our children, you know, eat your greens. Sometimes may not be what you want Uh, the child may want some ice cream or some sweets but no eat your greens because that will give you nutrients that help your body that will help your body develop and be strong for the road ahead and that is sometimes how the holy spirit is dealing with us we are having to embrace some things sometimes that we much rather not not have uh, have to embrace but it is vital for us to discern what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. So please listen, and I hope the Lord bless you as you listen. God bless you. Um, yeah, I w- there we go. The recording has started. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I was thinking a lot about, uh, you know, the... Being on a, on a journey that, that we are all are at different uh, stages, different areas, and um, it's nothing different than what uh, you know the, the, the Christians in the Bible experience that too. There is the process of sanctification and that is what you're going through. that's what I'm going through because sanctification is the process of actually looking like Jesus, being like Jesus, behaving like like Jesus. It takes a lifetime. Um, Some people uh, do not get to finish that process. And, uh, you know, they, they may die before. They may get saved today and die tomorrow. So that also, if you think about it logically, it will help you understand why god does not deal with you on the basis of how good you are how perfect you are because if so then what happens with this poor guy who got saved today and tonight he may die he, he only had sanctification for what half a day um you know how does that work you see but it, Again, we go back to the scripture in Hebrews 10 where it says, "The moment you accept Christ, you've been made perfect." Mm-hmm. That's all that counts before God. But for our ef- effectiveness here on Earth, our efficiency here on Earth, um, we need sanctification, but not for me to go to heaven, not for me to have the favor of God on my life, not for me to, to see Him face to face that's dealt with the moment i accept christ i'll be made perfect legally i'm clothed with the righteousness and the victory of jesus and god deals with me as if i were jesus and so it helps us then that the the reason why some of us will um have to uh struggle here on earth and and conquer things is because for others to come to know Christ, we need to be like Christ, right? So, you know, you you all have heard probably of churches falling apart when when one one of the leaders or both leaders fall into sin or stop believing or start teaching wrong thing, the church can fall apart. I mean, how are the lives of those believers affected? You know, um, I I remember my first Dutch church I, I was in. Um, the uh, that's that's the church where I tell the story about this um, this black lady, this Suriname lady dying. She contracted cancer. No matter how hard they prayed, she died. That was like my first year in that church. And then God showed me when I asking him why, how can this be? And he showed me. The situation that was in the church, and and it unfolded quite rapidly after that, that they had like an elder council, and they didn't like the pastor's wife particularly, but but by uh, you know by by logic too they didn't get on with the pastor, and so they I caught them in the kitchen once making fun of the wife. Um, and she, she wasn't there. They were just gossiping about her. And I just walked into her like, you know, when you walk into like you think, I shouldn't be here. Uh, but I was there enough to hear how they were taking fun of this lady. She, she was Irish and she married a Dutch pastor and she came and lived in Holland. She had to learn the language. So it mustn't be easy for her. But her, her, car- her character, too, was quite different. So she didn't fit in with the Dutch culture and um, so they they were making fun of her you know just I was shocked Mm -hmm. and after that within weeks if not months then I got I got a message from the pastor saying that there is a special meeting on this week so we went as a family me and my parents who were in that church and we went to this meeting and in that meeting they declared the elder council has declared that they have rejected the leadership of the pastor and his wife. And they have a month to clear out. So they had a house that belonged to the church. Mm. They had to vacate the house. Um, And, you know, basically he was thrown out. It was terrible. And that broke faith of several, including one. And that shows you, again, this is something that you can learn from to say, the gifting does not make the man or the woman. It's your character and the, the the depth of your faith of knowing him. Um, because there was this lady in the church. This is another Suriname lady, a black lady. She was a prophetess. She was my first prophetess that I've ever seen. She would get incredible visions and prophecy. almost in every meeting she would stand up and share a prophecy amazing um, so for me for her for me in my eyes she was like whoa these knees when this happened and they threw the pastor out, she fell apart and she ended up going this is a Pentecostal spirit-filled woman she was so devastated she joined the local Roman Catholic Church I mean, I couldn't fathom that because I came from a Roman Catholic Church. I got saved from that. How after experiencing the Holy Spirit, the gift of prophecy, you can go back to a dead church? Um, but it's because she, she obviously had weakness in her faith. She had weakness. She was looking not perhaps to God, but very much onto the church, the leaders when the leaders failed her faith failed see and there were several others The that the the, they left the church and that's because of the sin when people are not Christ-like when people don't embrace the sanctification they behave carnally yeah. um, so um, the, the, the pastor set up a new church in the, in the same street Further down the street, he bought a house and um, he he invited anyone who wants to stand with him. So we as a family with my parents and my sister, we, we were very close to him, we liked him um, and so we joined him. So he started a house church. Just a few. A lot of other people left the big church didn't join him, they just went elsewhere. And the church was decimated. That is the consequence if we don't embrace this path. So you know, when we have children and we want uh, to be in fellowship with us or to come to faith if we have unsafe children or whatever, our walk will have a direct consequence. So if I give up now, who knows how it may affect my grandchildren. You know, if I say, oh, this is too hard, I can't go. I'm just going to join the local church here and sit in the back. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to walk away from Christ. I'm just going to sit in the church and deny my calling, basically. Um, how will it affect, you know, my children down? Um, and I was I was reminded of um, the word um, uh, of uh, in, in Hebrews. Um, Bible. Yeah, it's, 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 it's about... A lot of people have done this. People that we've walked with and they've walked away. And it's because it didn't heed this warning here in Hebrews 4. Um, starting from verse 6, uh, I'll read from verse 6. Hebrews 4 says, Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of that disobedience, God again set a certain day calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Yeah. And so, you see... It, you can stay Christian but you've hardened your heart so God is speaking something to you about an area in your life that you need fixing and you have the choice well I think you you, you have three options you can say yes Lord uh, embrace this fight that's what we talk about embrace the path or embrace the struggle that you need to go through to, to be sanctified that's option A Option two is saying, no, I don't like that. I stay as a Christian, but I'm camping here. I'm setting camp here. I'm not going to go any further. And so your destiny will not come to, uh, all that God has for you will not come to to pass. It doesn't mean you will go to hell. It just means here on earth, your efficiency is slightly curved or rather severely curved. I may dare to say. Mm-hmm. Option three is those who actually walk away from God altogether at that moment and say, no, I take offense and I leave the church. Right? And I go back to the world or a cult or whatever. So that is three options, really, that I can find. That's the three responses that we as people can have towards the sanctification process. The Bible calls that hardening of your heart. Right? We could even call it an inner vow. You know? That's when you take offense. Uh, You know, you you know, the people that I know too who've taken offense, they've taken an inner vow and say, I'm not going to accept this word uh, from you. You know, you offended me. How How dare you call me selfish? Right? And walk away. You know, how dare you call me, tell me that, you know, I need to repent. Um, I had a guy who said to me, how how dare you say that if I have an illness, that it could be a sin in my life? And uh, he took offense to that. And It's funny, because later I tried to have a conversation, and you can see he didn't know that in the scripture. I said, well, Jesus said to the guy he healed, he said, be, be careful. Do not sin again. Otherwise, something worse will happen to you. <laughs> so, yeah. right? So I'm not saying all all diseases have, are linked with sin. I'm just saying if it is, you know, you listen to the Holy Spirit. And if he points you that you need to repent, don't get offended. Or usually he uses somebody to come to you to tell you. You know, I think like Nathan had to come to David and says, you, you've sinned. And God is angry with you. David didn't take offense, fell down, and Psalm 51 is the result, right? So um, that's the responses that we can have. I I do not want to harden my heart, no matter how difficult it is. I embrace the path, but I also feel that one of the main ingredients is you need to love the Lord for who he is. If you love the Lord with all your heart, that's that's what David, you know. Psalm, I mean, one of my favorite, if not the most favorite, psalm um, after twenty-three is Psalm eighteen, um, where he says, "I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. He's my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold." Hmm this is so un- Old Testament-like. Um, I think he's the only person in the Old Testament that actually says, I love you, Lord. Yeah. It was unheard of. In the Old Testament is uh, I fear you, God. <clears throat> this is, I love you, Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's why he's called the man after God's heart. So we, we need to, <clears throat> what sustained me through my Valley of the Shadow of Dark uh, of uh, Death, sorry, Um, back in between 2007 to 2009 ish, was the fact that I still loved the Lord. I still was passionate for Him, for His name, for His fame. Um, And even though things were happening around me that I didn't understand, I loved him, and that qualified me to first embrace the path and then see it unfold. How he met me on the path that was hard. But on the path that was a hard path, he met me and made the path easy. So now I look back. It's a cherished path. It's not a path where you say, "Oh, don't talk about me. Oh, it's horrible. I won't even remember that." I actually look back at those times. That's the time I encountered him. You know, you remember? There's a there's a passage in the Bible where it says, you know, um, is it in Hosea or is it Habakkuk? One one of those H minor prophets. But he says, um, I, I, um, "I I I will take you into the desert." And there you, there you will sing again. And right, and that's what I experienced. It's like the desert was the place that became a place where I could sing. Intimate, intense um, encounters with God. Yeah. So <clears throat> you cannot teach this as a rule, as a law. So I don't want to teach and say, um, you know, <coughs> excuse me. I don't want to teach and say you just have to embrace the path and grin and bear it. What I'm saying is if you love the Lord, it's not a grin and bear thing. Right? It's, no. a, it's, a, it's a, I cling to you, Jesus. The mm-hmm. storm is raging all around me. I cling to you and in you, in you, I find the eye of the storm. there is peace there i am my best in you right that is the key really of 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 this whole thing and so that is the remedy against hardening our heart if we really love him and really you know that's what i pray for my grandchildren you you know this of course but that's this prayer that the lord has given me that i as much as possible uh pray for them almost daily is that they may have a passion for your name a passion for your word and a passion for your presence because yeah. i know if they have that they'll be okay yeah. right because i have it i need to start it in my life if i don't have it i can't minister it to anybody else so i have it and I'm praying for my children and my children's children. Lord, that will keep them in the right place. You know, um, lead them not into temptation. Deliver them from evil and give them passion in their heart for your name, for your word, for your presence. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I just... (coughs) Excuse me. Um, (coughs) So that is... uh, (coughs) But I, I, I just felt, if I may help you, that it's not um, an effort that you have to put in by yourself, but it is it is a passion in your heart that has to be awoken and a passion for him. If you, if you love him, then you can go through the darkest valley of the shadow of death and you will fear no evil. for He is with you and he will comfort you. Yeah. And you'll come out of the other side stronger and bigger and a better version of you. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that's what I wanted to leave you with. Well, this uh, this recording will um, serve. This podcast was brought to you by Passion for God Ministries. And you can find us on our website, passionforgodministries.org. It's one word, passionforgodministries.org. And you can email us at any with any questions or any comments um, using this email address info at passionforgodministries.org. org. God bless you.